Tyler. Hello. Welcome to the hey, Wiretap. Um, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, for people who don't know, would you like to tell them kind of what you what you do and what you're known for and stuff? Sure. Uh, I'm a, a guitar player and songwriter and vocalist of the band Not. Um, it's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. The, you, yeah, you guys were actually the first band I did a like album review for that was like with my with a camera because the only one I had done before that was like a really shitty one I did uh, for like a Post Malone album. <laughs> I just used like stock images <laughs> Post Malone <laughs> on screen while talking about the album. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I I really I still really enjoy that um your guys' record. I think it's really really good. Sweet, yeah. thank you. Like. You guys, there's just like an emotion that it emits that's like very rare to find in like heavier records i feel like mm. except for in like the doom genre I, I feel like i feel like the doom in the doom genre you guys um have a lot of overlap with that like in terms of the feeling of the music that's one thing i really like about doom specifically funeral doom yeah it's like uh there's just like this um like this weight I don't. I don't mean like heaviness, but I mean like a, like this sagging, yeah. cosmic pull, and that's something that I really wanted to kind of put my own spin on. So, yeah, like I, I think I, I remember I showed it to my friend. And I think he described it really well, where he he was just like, it just feels like it feels like the person who wrote this hasn't seen the sun in months. <laughs> And I was like, that was yeah. probably pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. I told. I think I told you that at one point in um in a, like a Facebook chat or something, and you were like, "Well, I mean, I do, did used to live in Alaska, so." And I was like, "Damn, yeah." Damn. yeah. I, I wrote that record like during the winter time in Alaska. Oh dark, shit! Dark and cold. Pretty. God pretty damn. accurate to the setting. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. No, that it really like just shows. I, I don't know just that, that record has such like an immense feeling to it because I feel like a lot of um, a lot of metal records I feel like kind of suffer from the uh, aspect of the fact that all the vocals are screened it's hard to get a point across um, right. except for like you know sometimes basic feelings like for like for instance like something like Converge or C Space Cowboy it's very chaotic like, it's kind of easy to get a panicky kind of like feeling to that sure or but, angry yeah also very easy yeah exactly we're angry that's that's also very easy but like uh, aside from those couple of things i feel like metal it's hard to get like just an immediate feeling from a song or a record mm -hmm. but i feel like your your guys's record did a really 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 good job of just conveying like like kind of loneliness anxiety that sort of thing like it, yeah. it, it really gets a does a really good job of just expressing those emotions very quickly for sure. Uh, thank you for that. That 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 is intentional, and I yeah. think a big part of that also is the uh, the production and the atmosphere yeah, of a lot of that shit. And uh, I owe a lot of that to my friend Lance, who helped mix basically everything that that I put out. Uh, he's kind of like my guru in that in that world. Nice. So, like I, yeah, I, I went to school for, it and I I do it a lot myself, but. But he's like on that next plane above me. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of perpetually. So <laughs> throughout the years, as I've grown and and brought EPs and then the album to him, he was also like stepping up and growing. So oh yeah, everything we've done has 
kind of more embodied that that vibe he's been able to really kind of pull that out of of what i'm it was like a veil you know like i'm trying to do this thing and i can't figure it out and then he like unlocks the door like oh, here's oh yeah so I, I feel that like i i feel that with um the especially with the going to school for things i'm going to school for film and, mm. like, every time I talk to uh, my friend Nathaniel or uh, people know him online, it's King Zab, he's he's just perpetually on that, like, next level of editing. And I'm just like, fuck, man, <laughs> you're so good. And, I, I like, he, he put out a video for a void, uh, for a void. And I went to high school with uh, Benny and Nick Olson. Love those guys. Very sweet human beings. And he, he put that out and I was just like, and it was so just fucking next level to anything I'd seen, like, for local music videos or whatever. And I was yeah. just like, "Fuck, man!" And I was like, "I was like working on like my best music video at the time. I was working on like my best music video I'd done yet, and I was like really happy with the editing. And then that came out like a week before I got done with it, and I just kind of had to sit there like, just fuck. Uh. Yeah, man, it's hard. It's hard to like a not compare yourself or your work to other work. Oh yeah, and and be like keep that shit in mind, you know? Because like. Yeah. On one hand, like, there's that kind of bullshit, you know, feel-good idea of, like, yeah, don't compare yourself to others, man. Like, you're your own, you know, whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're dealing in markets and you're dealing with people that are going to, you know, buy this album or buy that album with their their only $10, like, kind of does matter if one's better than the other. Yeah, exactly. Even if it is, it's always subjective. But, you know, if if you can push your, your product to to that that highest fucking point and then someone else has like an even higher point it's like god damn it (laughs) 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 that's that's like god man yeah that's that's like because i feel like for hardcore recently because i'm I'm a huge huge fan of hardcore i feel like for hardcore recently it was like it was like oh just be super heavy or be super angry and that's just kind of what you got to do and break down some panic chords man and then like and then um vain came along and just released like it was like hey remember converge let's do that but like even more chaotic and just like oh, yeah. with a lot of industrial ex- in- influence and let's just do that and a lot of noise influence and let's just kind of do that stuff and uh and then the rest of the hardcore scene uh panicked <laughs> oh no i feel like they, i feel like they just kind of panicked because they were like oh fuck they're doing something really unique and interesting and uh we're just kind of doing four four breakdowns <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bar has been raised and I'm not ready for it. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like in almost every genre, there's at least one moment where something like that happens where it's like suddenly the bar gets raised and nobody else is ready for it. And then everybody has to scramble to catch up. Absolutely. Sink or swim kind of a situation. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It's always interesting. It's just, man, music, music is so interesting. Cause it's so, uh, uh, on this, in one breath, it's very like, oh, well, these are all your friends. Like, you know, these are your constituents and your friends. And you shouldn't compare yourself to them because you all have unique attributes, like you were saying. But, like, the, on the other hand, it's like, well, uh, I want to make money. So I'm going to compare yeah. myself. <laughs> on the other hand, it is a business. You yeah. Know, a music business. And there's that, you know, it's, like every little bit of it is a spectrum. Exactly. And you have, like you know, being maximally original and only focusing on the art and not giving a fuck with the business side of things. You put out two albums, you you fail as a business, but you have this this pride that your art was awesome. Yeah. On the other side, it's like, 
I'm going to focus on business, put out the best thing I can, like to this market for this reason in this time to make money yeah. and you can succeed, but then feel like shit because you, <laughs> you sold out or whatever. Yeah, and then exactly. like somewhere along that line, you have to kind of pick your path and go like, how much do I want to be over here? And how much do I want to be over here? Yeah. And still be able to, to be happy with what I've created and what I'm doing with my time. Yeah. And it's, it's so shitty. Cause like, you know, a bunch of years ago, what was it? Fucking 18 years ago. Cause I'm old as shit. Um, you know, I started playing guitar yeah. and I didn't pick up the guitar because I wanted to learn how to use, you know, spreadsheets or learn how to network with people oh, or learn yeah. how to, how to send the perfect email. Like I don't, That's not I don't want to do that shit, yeah. <laughs> but, but you, you have to, yeah. and you have to find that, that line. Cause if you're going to spend, you know, two years, you know, writing and perfecting and pre-production and final production, an album, you know, videos and all that shit and putting it out. What's the fucking point if no one hears it? Oh yeah. So. Like, oh God, man, that, that's exactly what happened with my band and why I like didn't want to do it anymore is cause I was just like, man, I really fucking hate the, the business behind music. I just hate it. I hate how like, I hate how I have to like message 30 people to like sell tickets to a, a show I'm opening for. I hate that. I feel like I'm harassing these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Pay a fucking pyramid shit. scheme. It is a pyramid scheme. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've had to do it. We've all had to do it. Oh yeah. It fucking sucks, but it's, I hesitate even to say it's like a necessary evil because I yeah. don't think it's necessary. I, th- oh, <laughs> I think yeah. it's, it's just where we're at. And it's like this, this shitty pill you're forced to swallow. Oh yeah. Um, I don't have the solution for that outside oh, of just saying, you know, well, you know, Hey, I want to play this show. Okay. We'll sell 20 tickets. And you can't really go. All right. Fuck you. Yeah. Cause then, cause then you just burnt that bridge. Not only did you, you burn know. that bridge, but there's going to be like, there's already 30 other bands agreeing to do that yeah. as well. Like, like the, the, the venue doesn't care. They'll, they're getting no. their money. Exactly. Getting- they just care about the bottom line. As long as you can draw, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. I've worked with some really cool people that that had something similar to like a pay-to-play scheme and you have to kind of like navigate those waters and negotiate and that feels a little less shitty because you're dealing with an actual person yeah but when someone's like nope you know you have putting to- up that gate like you have to do this or i'm not helping you out fuck man it's like, like <laughs> god damn it why, why am i even bothering with this shit like dude one of the the biggest shows i ever played one of the like my favorite shows i ever played i opened my band old band opened for dying fetus and dire murder two really big bands for for my influence was that at studio seven yeah that was at studio seven i was at that show oh really yeah Yeah. my band was the first band up at the time um and my back jumping off the stage (laughs) oh shit really (laughs) yeah i'm I'm a really big dude and some guy was like you got like everyone was like stage diving but this is this was fresh after the whole Randy oh, check yeah. public. So so people were like stage diving and shit. And then eventually a guy came up and was like, you guys have to fucking stop. Or we're going to have a loss in our hands. But before oh, that happened, I I got convinced by some drunk bigger than me guy. Like, oh, you should crowd surf and then jump off. So I was like, fine. I didn't. So I did it. And I like landed on like four or five people, oh. which was not. They weren't like enough. Yeah, the whole. Catch me and shit. And I fucking... We all hit the ground and it was a nightmare, but nice. Yeah. <laughs> enough alcohol. It, it's all, it all happens. It's all fine. Yeah, that was a fun show. Yeah, <laughs> that no, was a, it was a really fun show. 
I got to meet yeah. I got to meet CJ. He he made a joke to my drummer. Um, because my drummer forgot forgot to bring a rug, so I kept having to like step back and push his drum set back towards him. <laughs> and um, so he just, he just kept making jokes about him forgetting a rug, and that was pretty great. <laughs> but um, I also met some of the guys in Dying Fetus, super super sweet human beings. But like, that was a really big show for for me because Dying Fetus is like a big inspiration for why I wanted to do vocals. Because my first band was a death metal band, so I was like. I was like really into it, and my dad grew up on death metal and punk, so he was like, "There's always your dead Kennedys or Cannibal Corpse in the car." So, and um, but when I when we I asked for that show, uh, he the the venue was like, "Well, you gotta sell like seventy tickets because you're the only local." And I'm like, "Fuck!" But I want to play it. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just it's it's my that was my least favorite part of being in the band. Like even. Even like writing or disagreements or even the business really, it was but like just having to sell like tickets, it was just right. so stressful. Right. I mean, in all fairness, two two of my two of our members didn't have social media, so that was that was a hassle. So it was basically just me and our drummer selling it, selling tickets. But like, yeah, it's still a nightmare. I feel like. Yeah, I think that like if you're, if you find yourself in a situation, I mean, no one is right now. With, yeah. With, with no shows happening, but. But if you find yourself in that spot and and you feel like it's the best move to proceed and actually do that, then man, dividing and conquering, you know, having everyone yeah. help. It cut, like let's say you have five people in your band and it's thirty tickets. It's only six tickets. Like yeah. the number should be zero. You know, you should be the, the talent going to, to perform and then collect a check and leave. Oh yeah. But if you have to be in the situation, you know, yeah. That, that yeah, teamwork it's definitely better than pay uh, pay to play. Uh, some of the pay to play venues where are just like hard, like you have to pay this amount to let to get on this show, and like yeah, it's better than that. But it's also just it still sucks. It does suck. Oh, you'll get exposure. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh great! Awesome. Can't wait for my landlord to yell at me. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a uh, seven hundred bucks, but I do have a. Uh... Three exposure shows. I do. I do have like you know five hundred likes on Facebook. Does that work? Yeah. Does that, does that count? Can I get a discount based on how good my band's doing? Yeah. What if we play like your bar mitzvah? We can do jazz. Right. It's okay. Yeah. You guys will accept crowd killing at your kid's birthday. What if if I just hit him with a nice backswing? That guy that you hated at the office that's gonna always be there just cause. Like, what if I just come in and just. Right in the right in the chin. <laughs> Man. It's like, oh god, yeah, no, like, I I love playing shows. I, that's why, like, if I ever do music and I think I'm gonna do like folk punk or some kind of like more DIY genre where like house shows are more the normal thing because I just I don't want to sell tickets. I hate yeah. having to sell tickets. It, it's always just my wonder, least favorite thing. I've been wondering, much like everyone else has been, you know, what the landscape is gonna look like when, oh, yeah. when shows do come back. And you have everything from huge acts that can't play shows that have, you know, full crews and families and mouths to feed, you know, the big fish in the sea. And then you have that all the way down to like the local band minnows that still have to, you know, try and do their thing. And the venues that need to, to put on shows, you know, they've got all their fucking bills to pay. Exactly. Everyone's itching to do shows so bad. And I'm wondering, because there's, there's no way it's going to go back to like the exact same normal thing. No. So 
Not immediately. So one thing I think about is like, I wonder if, you know, like venues used to have a monopoly on, like, well, the show's definitely happening, and there's forty fucking bands that want to play, and I don't, you know, we're we're set. We're gonna make enough money in alcohol and whatever, and oh taking, yeah, taking a cut from your merch, so we don't need people to play. <laughs> taking cut but, from uh, merch too, fuck right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, once the venues start hurting, and they start becoming a little bit desperate, one that might change the tone of yeah. of that that contract between bands whether they're national acts or, or local bands yeah like shows it, it might it might be different it might be exactly the same but it might it might be different you know, too yeah open up the floor for negotiation or open up the floor for a different metric that can slowly work in and become the norm i hope so like it'll, it'll just be I'm, I'm always just in favor of change even if it turns out to be bad change in the long run at least it's different Difference. Or, yeah, yeah, difference. Because like, if everything just stays the same forever, then nothing can ever change or get better. Boring as hell. Yeah, yeah. that too. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely going to be interesting. It's also going to be interesting to see, like, um, I feel like more national acts are going to want uh, openers now. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, because they, they're going to be desperate to sell as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, th- there's a... Uh... I've talked to a couple of people about about that, how this last year is kind of like like it's uh, kind of bringing upon a possible renaissance when yeah. it comes to underground music. Absolutely. Because not only are so many people at home just kind of stuck inside working on music, but that that itch to go out and play or even just to have new shit because every day is the same, you know, just yeah. on a consumer level you know that that demand is there so supply will will rise so when things do come back i think there's going to be a huge fucking boom of really cool records and really cool bands kind of either showing up out of nowhere or bands surprising us like hey we actually had time to sit down and work on a really cool album this time you know <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of stories of like oh yeah this band sucked for like three albums and then they put out that one that one during covid <laughs> that, the gold nugget good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. I think this is probably going to be the most artistic time for music, where like people have like will st- hopefully maybe will stop worrying about selling as much as worrying about just trying to make something interesting just to grab people's attention. Right. Like I, I, I think that's hopefully going to be something a uh, uh, part of it because I think that I think it makes sense. Like, cause we're not, they're not worrying about selling shows right now or selling records or whatever. They're worrying about like, well, I've been stuck inside for the past five months and everybody's been stuck inside. So I want to make something interesting because nothing is interesting right now. Right. I think, I think it'll be cool. Hopefully. Yeah. I think it will be. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm finding shit all the time, just like on Bandcamp or whatever and I keep seeing the the release dates of these these albums, really fucking bizarre albums and EPs, and it's like, you know, December twenty twenty, <laughs> you know, like super recent shit. Yeah, and I'm I'm not one of those people that spends every day refreshing Bandcamp and like seeing what the new shit is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wish I was. I don't have time I feel for that. that. But I feel like all the new stuff that's coming my way that I'm seeing is just like more and more and more interesting and out there because they're not worried about like 
oh well we have to keep these shows rolling yeah exactly finish this album by this date because we got a tour coming up you know or whatever the fuck oh yeah instead it's just like well i want music so (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna make it work like yeah no it's like i i feel like i mean with all like I, i don't know if you're into um like there, this is one genre that I've been really, really looking at for a, a little bit now, called hyperpop. That I've been really, really into. Like, uh, it's kind of the style. I don't know if you've heard of them. Hundred Gex uh, yeah. w- works in that style. Um, they did a song with Health recent, like uh, recently, and that was re- I really like that song. But um, I've been looking at that genre because it's basically just it takes the building blocks of pop, and then it's like let's just turn this up to a ridiculous amount and just almost to the point of parody where the vocals are all extremely processed and auto-tuned and the bass for the effect of it yeah exactly like for the flavor of just having it be auto-tuned as fuck and then like let's turn the bass up like way too much like you just looked at the engineer and was like the engineer's like how much bass do you want you just went yes and he was like okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) the the, the show like more 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 more. (laughs) please cool yeah and it's like it's interesting and um i'm not big into pop but it's cool that people are breaking those barriers yeah that's why i like it because i'm like i'm like well this is something new especially the pop and it's becoming like more and more popular 100 gex is getting a bigger and bigger following and um, CMF, or not CMFT, what the fuck is he called? It's something like that. Um, that's Corey Taylor's new album, CMFT. <laughs> is, it, is it Gex, like uh, like the N64 lizard spy game? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like a... Uh, yeah, or no, it's a GEC. Oh, okay. GEC, yeah. Um, yeah uh, oh, uh, CMN, uh, CMTEN, that's the band. And then, like, Midwest, uh, Midwest like, there's all these, like different hyper pop like records and artists that i'm like looking at more and more because they're putting out interesting stuff from their bedroom and it's breaking like barriers and people are actually paying attention to it and i'm like and i'm just kind of like i don't think this could have happened at any other point in history where like like the most quote-unquote generic genre like pop is getting interesting (laughs) (laughs) and and so yeah yeah I, i i definitely think you're you're right about like just trying to be trying to do something for the sake of doing something artistic that um that boredom generating cool new shit idea uh i actually started a project that i can't talk too much about not yet yeah because it's kind of brewing behind the scenes yeah but uh i met up with a buddy of mine like in march like right before everything fucking hit oh yeah yeah and but it's like buzz was in the air like there might be a lockdown like oh yeah it's like, never oh, happened God. before and he and i were joking like wouldn't it be funny if we just like locked ourselves in and made like some shitty black metal album like oh god i love like, that and then uh everything did shut down and they're like remember that idea we had we <laughs> should we should do that so so we we set out on a mission to create like a like a shitty black metal ep but i'm too much of a perfectionist and so is he Oh yeah, and it, it turned into this like symphonic death metal dissonance worship Ooh, thing. Hell so, yeah! So it's not ready yet, and it won't be for a little bit. But it's a, uh, it's got some flavorings of not, and some also flavorings of like, I don't know what you'd say, uh, maybe like Demu or Septic Flesh, that kind of a yeah, that kind uh, of a thing. I fucking love Septic Flesh. So, I met my yeah. old roommate actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she she walked. We're in high school, and uh, she walked up to our lunch table in a septic flesh hoodie, and I was like, "Oh, holy <laughs> fuck! I've never met another person who knows that band. Holy awesome. shit!" That like blew my mind. I was so I was so hyped. <laughs> I was just like, "Ah." That's good shit. Yeah, right. Like, all, I mean, all those moments where like you realize there's another person who knows that like one weird obscure band that you that you love, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> like, fuck. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like um, my friend um, there. Do you know? Do you know this group called Death Grips? I don't. They're uh, that's, that's a name that I've heard, but I don't. I don't know that. Yeah, they're um. They're like an experimental hip hop group where they f- mix in a lot of like noise flavors and stuff and stuff like that. They're really they're really really interesting. But um, my my friend um, was trying to get me into them, and I was like, yeah, I'll ch- I'll check them out, I'll check them out. And then I went home and like looked up one song, got hooked immediately, and came back the next day and was like, so I have a list of my favorite albums because I listened to their entire discography two times <laughs> over. So if you'd like to sit down and I'm um, you're you're welcome to my TED talk by the way, and I just right. like <laughs> just like went off on it. I'm- I am the master now. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> exactly. I know everything about this. Well, well, it's like, well, if you were looking on the forums, uh, you could see that they, they released, there's like three demos that were leaked of their possible new record if they ever do get it off there from their hiatus. And that, that was leaked a couple of weeks ago. So there's a possibility of new stuff on the horizon. And he's just like, Jesus, Tucker, please sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that always sunny, still with like the conspiracy wall. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That was definitely me, especially for them, because they they had a habit of um, of whenever they got into a record label, they got into a habit of leaking their own stuff before the record was supposed to be dropped. And then, yeah, on purpose, like just putting it out online on the forum, being like, "Hey, here's a new record. Fuck off with it or whatever." (laughs) And Mm. bold move. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they also had a um, tendency to just disappear for like a couple months and be like, we're not making a new record. Fuck off. Don't listen to us. And then like leaking a new record, like with no news to it. <laughs> and, and so like that was, they're constantly just every death Grips fan is, used to be just constantly sunny with the always sunny with the fucking boring. Just like, just like, like, this whole box is Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> just freaking the fuck out about it. Yeah. No, I love, I love bands like that though. They're just like, fuck it. We're going to do it. And like, just do it our way like I, I don't know like what you're talking about where you have to pick whether you want to do like more of the business side of trying to make a record to sell or if you're going to do more of the artistic side and right. just try to make an abstract that's a, record that's a really difficult it's just like a difficult kind of decision to wrap your head around at all because there's so many different facets to it you know like there's a lot of shit that i find that has you know no no momentum no traction no nothing and i'm like how this is amazing this is so good how, oh yeah how how does no one know about this and that's not me you know waving my hipster flag but like oh, same, yeah it's like these guys or whoever this band is has every right to be just murdering it right now yeah but they're just not for whatever reason they're not doing it and then you have bands that like are murdering it and you're just like why do people like this? Like, what? Yeah. Why this in particular? Why this? And it's 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 so hard to navigate because at the end of the day, you want to put out good shit and have it be enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's hard. So, it's, that's the biggest thing that was that that I struggled with for my music was just like I I wanted it to be 
unique enough so that it was separated from like from other stuff of its contemporaries so it wasn't just like oh it's like a walmart version of this band or whatever but right. i wanted it to be similar enough to where it's like well people will listen to it <laughs> at least right you don't have to have a fuck you don't have to have knowledge of music theory to enjoy it so I, right i i, I wanted a, a quick in between between the two and I, I think we i think we found it before we all broke up but before the band broke up but who knows you know it, that's a that's a thing that i think a lot of bands struggle with right finding your voice yeah exactly finding your style because just just because you know what you want to say doesn't mean you know how to say it exactly not not only that but it's like with a band especially it's like it's a group project i mean essentially everybody has to have a little piece of themselves into the puzzle absolutely i think that's what makes it unique uh, especially because it's like a um i was talking to a ground feeder the local hardcore band and they were talking about how like you only get our sound because it's all four of us playing and writing together like that's the only reason why we have the sound that we have is because that's just what we all naturally gravitated towards was this sound and right. if you remove a piece of the puzzle then suddenly it sounds different even though necess- not we're not necessarily writing different music but it just sounds different because naturally we aren't going directly towards that same thing anymore yeah, that exact voice is gone, so it's not able to to do it the same way. Yeah, it's not able to articulate the same way. Yeah, yeah, it's it, I, I, man, but stuff like that where it's like how feeling plays such a big part into writing the music. It's so interesting because even though like like a good a good example of it, I feel like is um is uh like for suicide silence is when mitch died and then they had eddie come in and do vocals like even though they're aiming for like roughly the same sound as the black crown it still came out different just because of the fact that mitch wasn't in the band anymore sure absolutely that's the singer or vocalist whatever you want to call it is probably the hardest person to replace oh yeah if if the band has any traction If, if it's a familiar known you know yeah like voiced. a known voice yeah. yeah like you have fans that are like that's what i like that's what i want to hear and then yeah. the next thing even if you know what's happening you know if it's not the same thing like that's it's hard to to bridge that gap it's like the hardest person in a band to replace yeah i mean can you imagine like slip not having to replace Corey taylor at this point like god it'd be impossible yeah they, it'd be impossible they I couldn't mean, do it and make it out with like good PR. They just couldn't. <laughs> right. I mean, they've gotten a whole new rhythm section now over yeah. the last couple of years. You know, a new bass player for reasons yeah. outside of their control, a uh, new drummer, and you know that's a that's an extremely important part to any band. So oh yeah. Are the most important part. Yeah, the backbone and to everything. It's still fucking Slipknot. Yeah. It still but makes sense. It still does it. Still does it. Still does it. Yeah. Still scratches the itch somewhat. Oh, oh yeah, it's, I like the newest different. record. I like it too. It it's always evolving. I've never yeah. been the biggest Slipknot fan, but I do like it when bands when they grow. Yeah, they, I do too. But when a band puts out a record that's exactly the last record, I'm actually bothered. Same. Like, like that album. <laughs> I just get angry. I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> wasted, my, wasted my time. Like, even if I even if I love that first record, yeah. the one that that it sounds like, it's like, yeah, but that that record still exists. Like I could always go listen to it. Even yeah. if it's old, I can still enjoy it. I don't need 10 more songs of that record. Yeah, exactly. 10 new songs of a, <laughs> of a different record. 
That's why, like, there's drama with um, Code Orange because they, when they released their new record, because Code Orange has always like been like for hardcore, for Philly hardcore. They they've been very like vocal about in support of that of that genre. But then when they dropped their new record, they 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 kind of got an attitude of like, well, we're the biggest band in the genre, so if you don't like us, fuck off, kind of thing. Which I, I understand that, but it's like people are mad about it. But their new record was very like industrial themed and very like new it was it almost sounded like new industrial like a new metal industrial with a little bit of hardcore mix and it was like well i'm not i don't really like the new sound but you didn't put out just another um another king or another um another uh whatchamacallit whatever whatever their last record was i forget what the it's called but you didn't put out another of the same so i can i appreciate that at least yeah yeah, man, when, when bands that I like put out something new, if I don't like it, fresh out of the gate, it's, I'm rarely just disappointed out of the gate unless it, like, truly sucks, which basically never happens with, yeah. with bands that I, I have allowed myself to really enjoy. Yeah. Because um, I feel like I've built that trust with them. It's, <laughs> it's rare. It's rare for them to just totally fucking disappoint me. Oh, yeah. But when I don't like an album or an EP or a single or whatever... I I find myself giving it time and then coming back to it over and over again until I eventually like crack the code and figure it out. Yeah. I think I think a really good example of that is I was really into Opeth for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they put out Heritage and I was confused. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I didn't hate it. A lot of people hated it. I didn't yeah. hate it. I was just like, oh, that's different. It's yeah. kinda cool, but I don't I don't listen to seventies prog rock, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then I kept listening to it, didn't quite figure it out. The next album came out, and it was even further down that path. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Like, okay. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> but, but there's something I'm not getting. So then I just I like went back, and, and over time, I, I figured it out. And I learned to, to appreciate and actually enjoy a whole new type of music because I, I allowed myself to trust that thing that wasn't the same. Yeah. And, yeah. and just... Yeah, things like that, you know, it can shoot you in the foot. Bands can put out shitty albums, you know. Every yeah. once in a while you get, like, you know, a St. Anger or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, you, get, you get a stinky <laughs> turd for a little while. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. yeah no, it's, like, it's hard to have that. It's like, how do, you, how do you evolve while keeping the essence of what that band is? Yeah, while well, keeping, like, the core of it the same, but, like, evolving the general sh- sound at the same time. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's like, that's why like if any band comes out with a record that's like different than the last, I'm like, well, even if I don't like it, like that takes balls. Like, yeah. <laughs> it takes balls to just be like Dude, willing next, to fail like that. The next not record, which is going to happen one day. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna say when. Yeah, but, fair. Uh, don't put a date on yourself. No, the next not record is different. That's good. And I'm it's excited. not entirely different, but it's. I fixed all the things I didn't like about the last record, and I added a bunch of things that I wanted to see, and I'm really fucking stoked on it. Nice. But what's interesting is like, just because I'm super stoked on it, and I'm not going to put out something that I'm not proud of. Who knows if people will like it or not? Yeah. You know? And it's it's not it's not up to me if if they like it or not. Like all I can do is put out this thing and hope it does well. And if it does, sweet. If it doesn't guess i'll put out another album and if they don't like it 
great. I'll put another album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got it. That's that's what I do. I'm in I'm in the music making business, not the making people like shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, I feel that about um about uh video series I do. It's like I'll do like a new series, and I'm like, I think people will like this. And then like sometimes they don't, sometimes they do, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I put out because like I all my all my content's like very long form. Like all all of it's like very like I, I put out like a fucking 25 minute video describing what folk punk is to people. And I was, yeah, I like it. it that. And that video did really well. But and so I was like, cool, I like that. And like, but then some of my other long form content is wasn't doing so well. So I was like, okay, well, I should fuck around a little bit with like time and like how much time I'm spending on this. So I came, I was like, oh, I'm gonna come up with a series because tier lists are really in right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a tier list, but with bands' records, like like an entire discography of a band and like rank the albums. I think that'd be interesting. Okay. And I came out with it, and like fucking nobody cared. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, well, I tried." <laughs> yeah, what's what's weird though is just because no one, no one cared or no one saw it then, you know. That's true. That doesn't that doesn't mean that it will always be that way. You know, it could just slip into the the void of the internet. Oh yeah. Or it could get found later. Like I, you know, I have three EPs and a full length out. And each each new thing I've done, I feel more more proud with. But you know, I've changed the sound so much between them that like when the second EP came out, a lot of people liked it, and then the third EP came out, and I liked it a whole lot more. But a lot of those other people didn't. So I I like I gained some new followers, but I also lost a bunch. Just like yeah. well, shit. <laughs> and, uh, and that that's happened each time. But like even now, I mean, the first EP came out forever ago, and. Uh, I'll get an email notification like, "Hey, someone downloaded your album." I'm like, "That one? Like, <laughs> not, not not the other ones, but that one? Yeah. Oh, God, and, okay. That. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> so, oh, God. I, uh, like, yeah. I, I don't understand, but, but thanks, like, random guy. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the cool thing with the internet is that everything is technically forever. You know, as long yeah. as the servers servers stay up. And, and even then, so, if, if it's archived by Internet Archive or whatever, like, it's still there. <laughs> still there. Yeah. Yeah, for people to find it. Yeah. Dude, I, I find myself, like, all the time, if I have a, a, a question that, like, some really specific technical thing, mm-hmm. there's always a Yahoo answers from, like, 10 years ago of a guy, like, oh, this is what you do. Oh, God, right. Like, Old forums, you know. So right. some, maybe someday someone will be like, man, I wish I knew more about this band, and I wish I could have someone break down their discography for me. They just like clack that into YouTube and go, holy shit, some guy put up this video. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It'll be it'll be your time. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like a fucking four minute video. I think I did it on census fail. Cause I was like, well, that's that's an easier sound to get get a hold of. Like it's not super niche, it's post hardcore. That's easy for people. Sure. And um and yeah, like I think it got like I think I got probably like 30 views and I was like, damn, it'd be like that though. <laughs> Maybe one day. I mean, that's what happened to the folk punk video. I put it out and then like four months later, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to check like my general views. And I looked at it and I was, and I was like, holy shit. Why does this thing have a thousand views? <laughs> Dude, it is an absolute art and science to get all these different algorithms and shit to even work in your favor in the first place. Yeah. So like, if like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I have to like, research double check shit before i do anything and even then shit doesn't work all the time so like oh, yeah. you know even even with like 
a small, big, or large audience, like you got to be fucking on it. Oh it's, yeah, it's such a, a weird, gross system, but it's a system we have yeah. to work in. And I mean, especially for music, it's better than pirating, I guess. Like you know, it's, dude, I've had a lot of my shit pirated. And really? Yeah, and it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool <laughs> feeling. Yeah, it's kind of like okay, well, <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. Well, I didn't I didn't make any money off that, but I wasn't making money anyway, so that, yeah, I mean, you know what? That's fair. I've okay. got some weird pirate bay clout with <laughs> Russia. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Pirate bay clout. <laughs> so yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, dude. I didn't even think <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Like that's interesting. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, God, like it's going going back to algorithms, the algorithm for a second. My I have a friend who I've been friends with since seventh grade, and um, it's like my longest friend I've ever had. And he started doing. How long is he? Uh, he's actually like <laughs> six foot three long. It's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty tall. Um, but he started. He's been editing for a long time, like for other people, and doing like compilations for YouTubers and stuff. Yeah. But um, he just started making his own content, and he's, he did one video on a completely new channel uh, that was about Persona 4 and was like, can you grind to level 99 in the first dungeon of Persona 4? And like, and he put it out, and he was like, ah, it'll get like, you know, 20, 50 views, whatever. And then uh, a re-release of Persona, which is a very highly anticipated re-release for a PC port, got released like eight days after he re- after he released his video. So yeah. then a bunch of people found his video because he clickbaited it a little bit. Sure. And then like and now and now I think it has like five or 6,000 views or whatever. And he's like, why did this video? Because he's like not proud of it. He made it in like four hours. He was like, right. yeah, you know, he was just like, That's oh, I made it in like four hours or whatever. You can't but predict that. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Just, get, just get lucky sometimes with, with what happens. Yeah. It doesn't really, you know, it kind of goes back to that that spectrum of like making something that you're proud of and then making a business move and then like trying to achieve both worlds or being in that spectrum like unless you're getting you know millions of views on youtube you're not making any money off of it yeah so it's there's this weird kind of human itch that's being scratched to like get attention for the thing you're making yeah and for whatever reason that that number matters to people you know like, oh yeah i got this many clicks or this many views this many likes and you know we can we we can all sit around all day oh it's bullshit like it shouldn't matter but it, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a weird emotional attached like you know when, oh, you, yeah. when you put out something you work hard on it gets five fucking views you're like god damn it like that <laughs> <laughs> always uh, felt bad in the band when i would be like here's a snippet of our new record or of our new song that we're putting out and then like you know like five likes later and like 20 views later and then i like I look back at like memes I've heard or something and it has like 40 likes and shit. And I'm like, I could fucking just <laughs> die and sleep forever and be happy Dude. right now. <laughs> Dude, the most views my shit has ever gotten on anything was something that I didn't even do. <laughs> really? And yeah. Some, some meme page took a video of like, like somewhere in Europe, like a bunch of goats, like running around a car, like in a circle pit. <laughs> and they put, they put the audio from one of my songs to it and they like linked it. And I woke up one day and it was like, you have like all these new people checking out your shit. Like, oh, what, what happened? What, which, Dude, what which the one fuck? of my, 
what happened? And I check it, and it's just like, it's silly, but it's like a, it's a stupid little video. It's like 30 seconds long, and it shows like a, you know, a, a clipping bit of my, of a song that I worked hard on. And now yeah. it's got like, it had like, like 70,000 views. Like, holy week, shit. You know? like, God damn, that's amazing. But like, you can't, you can't predict that shit. No. You can't, you can't manufacture it, or at least you can try, but you can't guarantee anything. Yeah. It was like, I, that's cool. I wish all 70,000 of those people knew exactly where to go, what button to click, and, you know, go yeah. to Bandcamp, buy this album, you know, yeah. go, and just the the stress involved with oh, yeah. wrangling all that shit in, along with just, like, the, the general, like, whimsical, like, oh, that was weird. That's cool. That's <laughs> weird and cool, I guess. Huh, cool. <laughs> it was just a weird time. And then when that all eventually died down and, and went back to nothing, it's like, Fuck man, like how, actually, I have I have a really good um, I have a really good, what's the word anecdote or, or parallel to that? That's yeah. actually pretty heavy. Um, do you remember? You may not have even seen it, but do you remember a couple of years ago there was this like viral video that went out of this like Alaskan dude on a dock like dancing to Alicia Keys? It was like this long. Oh long, yeah, that's a buddy of mine. Oh really? And, and he's he's fucking awesome and uh he he try he just put that out as like he had like no audience no no page no facebook no plan he's just a, a creative person that i know it's like middle school and um he he's put out this video and it fucking exploded <laughs> and, and he followed it up with like a few more videos and like turned it into this whole thing and you know got like like between all the videos like hundreds of thousands if not millions of views and then it went on for like a whole summer and and then it all kind of died off yeah and and uh i didn't talk to him directly about it but a buddy of mine did and uh apparently this is all hearsay but yeah. it's 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 the message that matters apparently he just put out this thing without like like a plan or, or, or a wish for it to get big and then it did and then he found himself like super anxious and stressed and depressed that he had to like work so hard to like do it again yeah. and then again and again and again when the first time was a total accident. Oh yeah. And then when it all eventually kind of slipped through his fingers, it was like this huge like loss. Cause it was like, I had, I almost had this really cool thing on accident and then it all went away. And uh, I hear he's now working on like, a little documentary about it about his experience like like entering the zeitgeist and then like slipping into the cracks oh yeah and uh it's just like you can't predict that shit no especially really, with those really especially those like especially anything where it's like a meme or whatever like that shit yeah. that, that shit gets you huge fast and you end up usually fading fast and it's so it's yeah. unfortunate it, yeah. it's rough like that's why, that's why I'm okay with like slow growth, like for myself. Slow growth is the only the only thing you can really bank on. Yeah. You know, if your goal is growth at all, then just being consistent and progressing and like that's kind of what I've been trying to do. Like I'm not I don't have any delusions of grandeur of like one day my <laughs> underground doomy deathcore band is gonna rule the world. Like I I want you know, I have aspirations. Yeah and I and I'm striving every day to, to make that happen. But, you know, if I turn, you know, 40 or 50 and I'm not like 
in a bus, you know, tour in Europe or whatever, I'm not going to be fucking bothered by that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the same. Like, if, like, if I'm, like, 40, 40, 50, and I'm, like, you know, not doing video work or whatever in some capacity for my living, I mean, that's just how it went, you know? Like, like I'm trying to make that work, but that's how it went, you know? You can't, yeah. you can't predict that kind of stuff. And if it just doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's about the journey, not the, the destination. Exactly. Yeah. It's about stuff learned. It's about the stuff you learned along the way, like this... Kind and of the friendship in. you made. The friendship, maybe it was the, the friendship the we made along the way. <laughs> that was the, the, the maybe, treasure all along. Maybe the crippling, the crippling anxiety about constantly creating stuff was the friendship <laughs> we made along the way. <laughs> Me and my demons, man, we sure became friends. <laughs> Dude, especially with writing stuff. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how you write stuff, um, but for how I wrote stuff, for lyrics at least, was super unhealthy. Like I used to get up. Not because I'm a smoker. I, I used to not smoke, not eat or drink anything. And I used to just write and be totally miserable because I was like, well, if I'm miserable, then like then the lyrics will be like honest yeah. and good. It's fucking stupid. That and suffering then, artist. Oh, yeah. I was like 19 at the time, 18, 19 at the time. So it's like that. That was like the thing at the time. Plus, like Rick and Morty and Bojack were huge at the time, too. So I was just like, oh, the starving artist and, and that no one ever understands uh, angst, yeah. whatever. And like <laughs> and so I like wrote our entire EP like that. And then I, I remember like when we were getting ready to record all of it, I was like, oh, I should go back and like edit the lyrics and stuff to make them all like you know better and more metaphor filled and stuff they went back and i was like god these all just fucking suck (laughs) like they have no coherency to like the songs at all aside from like following the rhythm but that's about all they do (laughs) so like i had to go back through and like edit everything and like rewrite everything basically but in a clearer headspace because i was like well yeah the feeling is there but like nothing else is there. <laughs> it wasn't being portrayed in the way that you you exactly. wanted it. Exactly. It, yeah. it, like, God, yeah, that, that's how I wrote like everything. And I was just like, and now that I'm like in a better place and a bit older, I'm like, fuck, that was stupid. <laughs> Dude, when I when I write stuff, I write a lot of a lot of things, a lot of riffs and songs and lyrics, and I, I just as I just vomit material yeah as much as i possibly for like a long period of time and then as i'm creating new stuff i'm distilling boiling down what i have put out i'm just like getting rid of bullshit and like i'll let things live for a few days and go oh that was cool four days ago but it sucks now delete it's <laughs> part of it and i keep it's like eventually i kind of boiled it down to like here's you know an ep's worth of the shit i've decided to keep or here's an album's worth of what what's worth putting out yeah and it's weird to think like you know i spent two years writing an album and i really wrote like four albums worth of material and threw three of those albums away (laughs) (laughs) it's a weird it's a weird way to work yeah and and i in that process you know i don't even keep like a b folder oh really because the idea is like if it wasn't good enough for this album what makes you think it'll be good enough for the next album? That's fair, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I remember reading this Guitar World article way back in the day, like back when I was in high school, and it was 
I think it was Kirk Hammett, I think, maybe Dave Mustaine, one of those like old, old Thrasher big four dudes. Yeah. And they were talking about like, yeah, I had like 500 Metallica riffs that were just like waiting to be songs on my phone. And then I lost my phone. And now those, oh, God. those songs are all gone. And my oh, thought God. is like, if they weren't, if you didn't like turn them into a song and they were just waiting on the back burner, yeah. I didn't want to hear it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to hear some back burner Metallica song. Yeah. Get that, get that shit out of here. <laughs> like, like B-side yeah. records or, or whatever. Cause like, like, um, system of a downs, uh, steal this record. Steal this album yeah. is like a big example of that where it's like, these are all the songs that like weren't good enough to be on toxicity. And like, you know, you meet the occasional rogue person who's like, steal this album, my favorite album. And I'm like, no, it's not. Stop lying. Like, like, you're just, no, like, it's not. like you're just trying to be like quirky and unique. I, I, I get it, but like, stop. It's not, it's, it's yeah. an okay record. It's okay. <laughs> but like, it's it a couple of really awesome songs yeah. on it, but yeah. you can tell that it was a lot of like cut and paste, like figuring out a bunch of, you know? Yeah. Like figuring out what works and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it definitely speaking, sounded rough. Speaking of bands evolving over time, uh, system sure didn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah dude like i i'm happy i'm happy they're back or if they're back but i'm i'm happy that they put out something but i'm like god damn you guys really just put out hypnotized 15 years later holy shit dude, that's <laughs> that's that's the thing and i i hate to shit on anyone but it's like you know but I mean, I was, that's what you know, it is on, on the bus it, as a freshman in high school going to going to school headphones on blasting system you know yeah same that that angst teens like i know things about the world and the government and how the things are run <laughs> yeah and then like like right when i was getting into it they stopped being a band i was like fuck i missed i missed the boat <laughs> <laughs> and then uh i just it's like all right well now i have to go back and learn all these other you know albums that that i missed yeah and then that's all i ever get the end and i had finally just like come to grips with that and just accepted it like like i'm never gonna get a new necrophagist album i'm never oh, gonna yeah. get a new tool album i just like accepted it yeah and then out of nowhere here comes like two samey system songs yeah it's like and then here comes a whole new tool album which is also kind of samey it's very samey but i like it yeah that's fair i mean that's the thing oh. if you like tool it's like you can't be mad that they put out the same album you're just happy they yeah. put out an album at all at that point exactly. i like the first half of fear inoculum the that, new tool album that's fair i don't like i mean that might change yeah that's true yeah but yeah, yeah that happens with albums too like liking like your taste and things changes over time like oh when, yeah i think a good example is like when when sacrament lamb of god sacrament came out mm-hmm I was big on the first half of that record. I was like, this is like five masterpiece songs back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. And I listened to them probably a billion times. And now as that album has gotten a lot older, it's like the back half of that record. I fucking love. Oh yeah. Yeah. The first half is like, ah, that's, that's tired. Lamb of God shit. You yeah. know, it's the same album, the, the later stuff that are basically like the B sides. I'm sitting here like, no, that's, that's the shit. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that sort of stuff changed all the time. Like I used to be really, really, really into like traditional black metal, like that, like second wave sound of like mayhem and stuff like that. Just that like sure. really traditional stuff and like Dark Throne. I mean, I still like it, but there it's like now I'm a lot more into like the ambient black metal shit, like into mm-hmm. that, like um, 
uh, DSBM, like depressive suicidal black metal type sound where it's just very like open and like very reverberated. And I, yeah. I like that sound a lot more in comparison. And it's like back, back then I would, I would just been like, eh, but it doesn't blast beat. So fuck it. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. but now I'm like, but the musicianship and the melody, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No, I can relate exactly with that. I mean, yeah, I was big into like Emperor and and all that shit. I yeah. still am. In, yeah, in yeah. A way. But you know, I listen to to that atmospheric black metal shit all the time. And yeah. by listen, I'm not like like actively listening, but it's it's playing in our apartment all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a mood that I like. It's a it's a setting that I've I've grown to like it more because I feel like it's less demanding of my attention yeah i I agree i I can appreciate it at a distance whereas if i'm listening to some like crazy like black into technical thing or like like an og black metal band it's like i feel like i have to like there's like reverence there like i have to actually listen to it yeah not not giving it you know the justice that the yeah black metal elitists are demanding (laughs) of it oh yeah whatever it is I mean, like that new. Um, I think I think the reason why it changed was for me was um, uh, I, I heard Oathbreaker when I was uh, working in like a factory job, and I ended up I was like, oh, this is really cool. I like this sound, but uh, they only have like two records out, so I, I I'm excited for the third. And they put out the third one, and I was like, damn, this is like one of the best records I've ever heard in the genre. Holy fuck! And I was just, like really got really into it, and. Uh, and then like you know all the traditional black metal is just like well this is in all actuality kind of samey it's like all just kind of six four chords and blast beats at like 180 bpm or whatever and like that's a good sound it it it, it do slap but like i mean if i pick up a dark throne record and and, um and like a fucking i don't know like watain or whatever if i if i pick out like both those records uh, depending on the song i probably wouldn't be able to tell much of a difference Aside from recording quality, maybe, but like there. with Oathbreaker, I can in like um, I don't know, like Bethlehem or something. I could pick both of those up and be like, well, these are different because Oathbreaker they have clean vocals and um, her voice is very distinct, and they have a very specific tempo to how they write their songs and a very specific flow. Whereas with Bethlehem, it's like, well, their their stuff, their vocals are a lot more pulled back in the mix and like their sound is a lot more drawn out and slow instead of just like kind of slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast. So sure, it, it's like, there's a lot more uniqueness. I feel like to that sound. Dude, speaking of uniqueness in like things kind of breaking that mold mm-hmm. in black metal, have you heard uh, that new Wayfarer record? I haven't. I've seen it. I've seen my oh. f- friends share it around. I haven't heard it yet though. Oh, it's weird. Oh really? I I could I love it, but I could easily see someone hating it. And <laughs> that's that, one of those. That, that kind of makes me like it more. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's like, it's like if there was a black metal band in like Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> that's sick. It's really weird. <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's like Americana, like old west. God, that is interesting. Metal. It's fucking weird. And that is a sound I never thought I would hear describe black metal. No, I, I, I read that as like a review and I was like, bullshit. And then I found it somewhere <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, they're right. And uh, 
yeah it's it's just it's fucking cool because like it's not like here's the part where we're in the west and then here's the part where we're in a forest in norway it's like you're in the west in norway in <laughs> and, and you're a cowboy yeah yeehaw. <laughs> it's, it's the yeah yeehaw and yeehaw with like V's for the heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my true, god. True yeehaw. True yeehaw. <laughs> it's, it's fucking weird. It's it's awesome. God, I, I kind of feel that though cuz so Census Fail was the first band I found on my own that was like alternative, quote unquote or whatever. Yes. And like and so I have like a deep love for them even if I'm not like super into modern post hardcore or whatever. Like sure. they're like the guys for me. And um and so they put out a record I think twenty like late 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 twenty nineteen like December twenty nineteen or something called uh, if there is a light it will find you, and like they're known they're known to put out like two to three albums of roughly the same ish style or style and then put out another record after that where it's like completely different, and mm-hmm. um. And so this record, it was the the time. It, there had been three records that were like basically the same ish, and so this one they put out was like totally just pop punk instead of like what they were doing right. before. And a lot of people really didn't like it, but I was like, well, they changed. Buddy has a really good pop punk sound, and I like it, so that kind of makes me like it more actually, because <laughs> so many people don't. Like I have it on CD. I'm staring at it. So like, kind of like kind of like Opeth changing. Yeah, going from a. Uh... A progressive death metal band to a 70s rock band. Oh, yeah. It's fucking like, weird shift. Yeah. Right? Weird shift, but okay. And, like, especially for them, because they were doing, like, uh, metallic hardcore at the time. They went from doing, like, post-hardcore, like, emo, to doing, like, kind of metalcore, hardcore, and then now they're in, like, pop-punk zone. And I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of interested in, like, what they're going to do, because I'm, like... Because cause a lot of people didn't like this newest sound, so I'm curious if they're going to just stick to their guns and put out another album that sounds similar or if they're going to change up. It's going to be interesting, I feel like. Yeah. What, yeah. Are they, what are they called again? Census Fail. Census Fail. That's a band that I've heard a lot of but not checked out. They're they're interesting. I, I like my favorite record is probably uh, Renaissance. I like the story a lot behind Renaissance. It's like it's... um buddy talking about because okay so okay i'm gonna get really nerdy here for a second i apologize Please. so Please <laughs> so um buddy uh their fourth album called uh life is not a waiting room there uh was the height of like buddy drinking and dealing with his like addiction and stuff like that and then the fire which is the next record uh was like he wrote that entire record in a rehab facility because he was like i need to get clean and stuff and um, so that album sounds like really weird and really like incoherent kind of because that's just, you know, you're writing a record in a fucking rehab facility. I can't expect sure. much from you, man. Like he wrote a record in the rehab facility. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. And um, and then Renaissance was the album that with that like similar sound, but with like a sober mind writing it and not going sure. through withdrawals and stuff. And so the whole story is basically like the journey of that um of like getting clean and stuff but told in the in the lens of a adventurer like okay and so it's like kind of it's kind of like he, wrapped in super fucking metaphorical way like talking about getting over addiction and getting and getting through the day and stuff like that and not thinking about it constantly and re- refining out how to live without this like big part of you you know and um yeah 
Yeah, no, and, and so I, I really like that record. And plus, it's like it's metalcore hardcore, so it's like, well, that's my kind of shit. So it also helps. But yeah, <laughs> like I, I like that record a lot. That would have, that's probably that's probably the one I tell everyone to check out. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm writing shit down as we talk about it. So. Hell yeah. My memory is only so good. I feel that my I I, I have a fucking goldfish memory. I'll, I'll put because like I I stopped smoking uh, cigarettes, so now I just hit a vape, which I don't know if that's any better, but fuck it. And um, it's yeah, it's different, and at least it's not like confirmed cancer yet. It's like only kind of cancer so far. So um, <laughs> it's also not as expensive, so uh, that's cool. It's the B sides of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same, but steal this album, but <laughs> steal this album, nicotine. <laughs> right. Oh my god, yeah. And I'll like, I'll put my vape down, and I'll be like, and I'll just, if it's out of my vision, I'll just fucking forget where it is, even though I just put it down. Like, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be like, Robin, where did I put my vape? And they're, and my partner, they're just like, bro, it's right behind you. What's wrong with you? Come on, man. <laughs> like, it's in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, I have a fucking, I have you're no object pregnancy. Yeah, right. I've, I've got, <laughs> you ever have those moments where you're like looking for your phone and then like you realize your phone's in your hand and you're like, damn, I am that guy. I I'm, fucking hate that. That, <laughs> dude, that happens to me all the time with like the stupidest shit. Like my grandpa thinks like, where the hell are my sunglasses? Like, oh, wait, the world is dark right now. Like, <laughs> god right god right man um so to close out i was gonna ask uh if you had to suggest uh people like three to five records whatever ones you want if you had to suggest them to to listen to not necessarily your favorites but just suggest them people to listen to if they haven't heard it like assume they haven't heard shit what would you what would you suggest them so assuming they haven't heard it at all because I want more people to hear it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna not say the low hanging fruit, which is my album. Hey, check that out. Yeah, dude, do, do check uh, that out though. It's a good album. <laughs> do check that out. You should. But um, I would check out. Uh, let's see. Boats of the Glen Carrig by Ahab that Ahab is like this funeral doom band from Germany and all of their albums are about uh, like they're all uh, a musical retelling of old literature Mm. and that's like this uh, novel from like the early 1900s about like a ship shipwrecked crew that get haunted it's fucking crazy. That's sick. The, the album is awesome. So that's that's one. Um, Monos by Conan. That's a good one. I just love Conan, and that's, a, that's an easy one to get into. Yeah. Uh, it's like a gateway album for that band. I agree. Um, Evangelion by Behemoth. It's also a good one. So more people need to listen to Behemoth. True. People need to give Behemoth the respect they deserve for black and death metal. The Anthropocene Extinction by Cattle Decapitation. 100%. That record, like, changed death metal, dude. Like God. That record changed everything. Yeah. Um, it's on the heels of their last record. So, like, it opened up people not just to the future, but also, like, 
it like explained the previous cattle record i think yeah like, i agree here's what, we, here's what we were trying to do yeah done better Here, here's what we're trying to do now listen to the better version of it please <laughs> yeah pretty much and i get one more yeah. that other people could listen to um i feel like everything i've said hasn't been super like underground Let's see what would be would be a really good anything from imperial triumphant would be sick nice because it's so abrasive and caustic and different that I feel like people need to have their cages rattled sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, like, hey, you're not going to like this, but listen to it anyway. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So I listen I to so much experimental music and, like, noise and stuff because I'm like, I'm probably not going to like it. It's probably just going to be 30 minutes of, like, harsh noise that's just going to destroy my ears. But yeah, I need the palate cleanse. So yeah. I mean, I I really like the imperial triumphant stuff but i could i could totally see most people not not getting it and not digging it yeah i think it's just like this gross you know assault (laughs) (laughs) so so there's there's four records that are amazing and then a fifth a fifth choice that is also amazing but i i think you're not gonna like (laughs) all right rad well um where can people find you? I know, I, I think your ads are at not.band, right? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, so Instagram is not.band, so N-O-T-T period band. Um, and then everywhere else is just not music official, kind of smushed into one word. So Bandcamp, Spotify, Facebook, just if you look up not music official, you'll find it. Rad. All so. right. Well, thank you, Tyler. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was sick talking to you. I was, I was happy because I've like, I had um, last time, the first time I had a folk punk artist on. Uh, second time I had another folk punk artist on, and then last time I had a rap group on. So I was like, I need a metal. I need like a metal uh, yeah. person to talk to, and and because like you know that's my shit. So like I was like looking through the my last status where I like asked if people wanted to come on. I was like, oh, Tyler would be perfect. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Well, it was good talking to you. Thank you for thank you for hanging out. And um, yeah, yeah, have a good one, everybody watching on the live stream and stuff. Goodbye. Thanks,